Before anything else, I want to give you guys a heads up. Okay, this episode's kind of different. It's more me throwing out questions than having all the answers that might help you if you're facing the same struggles I am, because trust me, I am still very confused, to be honest with you. So today, I'm going to talk about my journey as a born-again Christian. And yep, I'm gay. Yes, I am gay. Like I mentioned in my trailer, this podcast is about expressing oneself without judgment. So please be kind. You know, we all have our stories. We all have our truths. And here's me sharing mine. Now, first off, uh, for those of you who might not be familiar with the whole born again thing, here's what it means. Um, it's all about being spiritually reborn by accepting Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. Yeah, that's pretty much the core of it. Like, this whole idea is big in Christianity, uh, the belief that saying yes to Jesus and living by his teachings can, you know, reboot your life, spiritually speaking. But being born again isn't just a one-time event. It's a, you know, continuous journey of faith, um, spiritual growth, and deepening your relationship with God. Now, here's the kicker that's been bugging me for, like, you know, half my life. So, they say believing and accepting Jesus tempts you as God's child, right? So, I already accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Yeah, I'm depending on Him. I'm trusting Jesus, my life, right? So, my big question, can God really be cool with me being me, a gay man? Yeah? Because deep down, I'm like, yeah, He's gotta be, right? But then I get tangled up thinking about what other Christians might say, especially my relatives who were mostly pastors and all that. I mean, it's not the same for everyone, but I know there are others out there who think I need to change. They think I need to be a straight man to be able to fully serve God because living as a gay man supposedly means I'm destined for hell. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Because from what I've lived and learned, real happiness it's all about being true to yourself, right? And I've come to accept that I'm always going to be attracted to guys. Like, I can't imagine settling down with a woman. But does that really mean I deserve to spend eternity in hell? I don't think so, do you? I mean, the Bible talks about God being a God of justice, meaning if you do wrong and aren't repentant, you're in trouble. Yeah, that's true. Is loving someone of the same gender truly wrong? I mean, I'm not harming anyone, I'm not causing any trouble, I'm not engaging in anything repulsive, so why should that be considered so bad? You know? Okay, in my last episode, I kind of opened up about my whole journey figuring out my sexuality. If you missed that one, might want to check it out to get the full context. But to dive a bit deeper... Um, I guess my feelings towards men started surfacing in my senior year of high school. Yeah, sure, I had some girl crushes during my elementary years. But looking back, I realized that, you know, that was more about peer pressure. You know, I think I was just trying to fit in, you know. It felt like the rule was boys shouldn't be attracted to boys. Like, it was all about playing it cool, you know, making sure no one guessed I might be into guys. So... You know, I played along, uh, letting my classmates and friends believe I was into this uh, popular girl at school, thinking it would make me seem cool. You know, then uh, junior year, I actually tried to make a move on a girl, and we were very close. 
I even wrote her this confession letter, <laughs> pouring my heart out to her. But she ghosted me big time. And that's when it hit me like, man, what was I thinking? Because deep down, I knew I was attracted to guys. And then moving to Dumagata City and getting really involved in church added another layer to my struggle. I mean, I was surrounded by people who believed life was all about serving God. And so I threw myself into it, becoming a youth leader and a worship leader. I mean, don't get me wrong, my church experiences were incredibly fulfilling in many ways. But you know, as time went on, um, especially during my college years, I faced the you know the hard truth that i was lying to myself um like denying who i was meant i could never be truly happy and you know music is a huge part of my life you know it's my it's in my family's blood i love singing i love harmonies i love leading worship and i felt called to serve god through my passion for music but how could I keep that up knowing I'd hear whispers about being gay as something bad and repulsive? Made me wonder, like, did all those times I led worship, uh, pouring my heart into the music, not matter to God because of who I am? Like, if God is love, as the Bible says, why does this conflict exist? You know what I mean? And now that I've returned to, you know, studying the Bible, um, you know, because I've been studying, I've been, um, uh, you know, following this uh, study plan in the Bible app. Anyway, because it's out of curiosity about what it might say regarding my situation, I've come to a realization, actually. And I'm sure many of you familiar with Christianity will recognize this. So hear me out. Um, as soon as Adam and Eve chose to sin against God, the earth was doomed, right? I mean, when God created the universe and us humans, he did not intend to control us like AIs or robots, you know, because he granted us free will. After all, we were made in his image, and so we were supposed to rule with him in this world. And, you know, I could go on about this all day, but if you're curious, I recommend watching videos from The Bible Project on YouTube and listening to their podcast. Uh, they've been a great help to me. And no, this is not an ad, by the way, I'm just saying. Anyway, back to Adam and Eve. Their decision to eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil felt like a, you know, um, quote-unquote game over for humanity, you know? And yet, throughout the Old Testament, God showed unending mercy to the Israelites despite their repeated betrayals because he yearned for a relationship with his creation, right? And so, with that said, it got me thinking, um, just because I was born into a quote-unquote world of sin due to Adam and Eve's actions, so, I mean... I didn't have a choice but to continue with this struggle of knowing that I'm always going to live in sin simply because I am gay? Huh? That doesn't seem fair, does it? I mean, this is my life, my reality. I am gay. And I want to continue serving God, growing in my faith, but why do I feel like I will never be spiritually fulfilled because of my sexuality? Why? I mean, why can't I find peace in being who I am? while serving God. You know, I miss church, truly, like honestly. I miss the fellowship with other Christians. 
uh, living and talking about faith. But finding a church that wholeheartedly accepts the LGBTQ plus community, especially here in Dumaguete City in the Philippines, seems impossible. Well, maybe I'm, you know, making assumptions, but from my experiences, it feels like, you know, judgment is inevitable for us gays. And that, again, is unfair. But of course, I don't plan on stopping my study of the Bible or growing spiritually. Who knows, right? Maybe I'll stumble on some, you know, answers along the way, or maybe I'll just keep on wondering. Either way, uh, what I love about myself, myself is that I, I don't easily give up, even though it can be frustrating to always feel this way. Like, it shouldn't have to be so hard, right? I mean, I just can't wrap my head around why I've got to wrestle with who I am and who I like when it seems like there's no way out and, and th like there's no light at the end of the tunnel. Like, it feels like a no-win situation, if you know what I mean. And hey, if you're tuning in and you're all about that, you know, Christian life or maybe you're a pastor or whatever, I'm all ears, you know, like seriously, I'm open to hearing what you have to say. Uh, like I said earlier, I do have relatives who are pastors, but you know they're pretty old school. You know it's all black and white for them. If you get away, if you get away, what I mean? <sighs> yeah, I'm so I'm so excited. Anyway, <laughs> but what I'm looking for is something I can really grab into, like something actionable, something that says do this, not just quote unquote pray about it. And hey, don't get me wrong, I believe in the power power of prayer, like having experienced God's grace and faithfulness in my life, especially with my family. But, but sometimes, you know, you just need to hear something real and practical, you know, something that clicks. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm making sense, but that's the point of my podcast, just me tossing out what's on my mind, and I'm just hoping there's someone out there who can provide the answers I'm seeking. You know, even in my past relationships, particularly when I was actively involved as a youth leader and worship leader at my church, I wasn't totally happy because I had to keep my relationship a secret from my family and church friends. Like, why should I feel guilty for loving someone? You know, I remember um, ending two relationships with the reason being, yeah, it's a sin to be together, you know? And only years later did I realize how unfair it was to them. Like, they were fully committed and I was there doubting everything because my faith seemed to say it was wrong. And that's actually why I stopped going to church. Uh, like, you know, the sermons felt shallow and didn't really address the real stuff, especially for someone from the LGBTQ plus community. They're all like, um, tithes and offering and give your 10% to the Lord, to the church. And uh, it's all about the finances and all that. Oh, it's too shallow and I hated it. And back when I was a youth leader, I really wanted to reach out to others like me, you know, to let them know they weren't alone. But, you know, I was stuck on what to say. I mean, do I tell them to deny who they are and not love who they want to? Do I warn them that loving someone of the same sex means hell? <laughs> and if they asked why, what was I supposed to say? Just because it's wrong? And when, when you know, when they countered it with, I thought God is love, so why is it wrong? What then should I say? I mean, it shouldn't be this complicated, right? 
And it feels so unfair that straight people can love freely, start families, be happy and welcomed in church while we gays can't. Why is that? I mean, it feels like we're being pushed aside. Why can't we be ourselves and serve God too? Answer me right now. <laughs> Why am I so frustrated? I mean, deep down, I feel like I should keep seeking God because faith is a personal journey. Like, no one gets exactly what you're going through except you and God. It's between you and Him. But then, it's tough to stick with my faith when it feels like, you know, it's stopping me from loving who I want to and being fully happy. You know, it's, again, it's a struggle. You know, I actually tried going back to church years ago, around 2015. Um, I joined a Bible study group, all guys, all bachelors. And I even went to a weekend conference for single professionals about growing in faith as young adults. I mean, it started off well, but I soon found myself pretending to be someone I'm not, like putting on a mask, you know? I couldn't share my true self with them because I felt like they wouldn't understand. Um, maybe I was just being too quick to judge or overthinking stuff, but back then, I, I remember all they were talking about or you know, struggles being a man, being a single man, and struggles with stra about straight guys. And no one was, was really open about talking about us, like us gays, you know? Again, I felt like they wouldn't understand. But, you know, actually, honestly, I'm wondering, should I give it another go? Maybe reach out to them again and head back to church? But then, uh, what if what if I'm still stuck without answers? I mean, what if they just tell me what I'm feeling is wrong? I can't really swallow that. It just doesn't, you know, it just, it doesn't sit right with me. It feels too unfair. Because, you know, from what I've learned from the Bible, Jesus became human and died for our sins so we could connect with God bridging the gap sin created between us right because sin divided us from god and so here's my question again why is being true to yourself a sin against god i mean i've accepted jesus as my personal lord and savior and his teachings in the new testament you know resonate with me and i'd like to believe that since you know jesus experienced humanity you know he experienced being human himself faced temptation from the devil and overcame it. He understands my struggles. He knows what it's like to feel worn out and to entrust everything to God by saying, okay, let your will be done, not mine. Right? Remember that story? But can Jesus really accept me as I am? Deep down, I believe the answer is yes. So why do I feel guilty? I don't know. And here's the thing, yes, I studied the Bible. But this, you know, inner conflict, this nagging thought that my true self is wrong in God's eyes hinders my understanding of the Bible. Like, I'm having a hard time really going deep into the Bible because it's nagging me that you're gay, you're gay, you're gay. You know what I mean? You know, am I wrong for feeling this way? Uh, I honestly don't know. And you know what? There are times when I catch myself comparing my life to others and think, wow, if only I were straight, I wouldn't be this miserable. But, you know, that's just it. I shouldn't have to feel that way. It's not fair. The world's already a messy place, not fully embracing the LGBTQ plus community, though things are improving, but 
facing this in church? That's wild. I mean, church should be where you find peace, comfort, and a safe space to grow spiritually. You know, I seriously miss, you know, leading worship. I miss sharing my love for music and serving God. You know, I'm all about worshiping Him, showing gratitude for everything He's done for me and my family, for, for keeping us, you know, going despite our struggles as a broken family. But I don't want to keep this to myself. I want to lead others in worshiping the Creator of everything, like help them feel the joy and warmth of singing His praises and inspire them to, you know, use their musical gifts for His glory. But can I really do that? I mean, there's always that fear of judgment in church. Like, you know, why is this guy leading worship when he's a sinner too? Why is this gay man leading worship? Right? Again, music is my passion. There was a time I even dreamed of, you know, being a worship pastor or a church choir director using my music to serve God. Like, I want to get better at the piano and play for him record an album, write songs about my faith, but it all feels like a distant dream because I'm scared of being judged. And yeah, I get that it's between me and God, but what people say still gets to me. And I, you know, I've been thinking about I've been thinking about reaching out to this church I visited in 2015, maybe join their worship team, but again, I'm not sure they'd accept me as I am. Over the years, I've been torn about being, you know, I mean, I mean, going back to church or just studying the Bible solo. But deep down, I know I need that community to be around people who share my faith. Yet, that fear of judgment keeps holding me back. Uh, what should I do? I mean, I'm really bummed out, you know? Seriously, if got if you got some advice, hit me up. My email's in my podcast description, or you can message me on my Facebook page. Fill this in my mind. Not trying to plug anything here. Just you know, really hoping someone can share some insights. Because for some reason, I can't bring this up with my family. <laughs> Though if they're listening, guess they know now. And for those of you tuning in and seeking answers, <laughs> I'm really sorry if I disappoint you. Really, but hey, let's figure this out together okay feel free to reach out again you can find my email in the description um but here's what i can share though um let's see hold on to your faith i guess you know um don't give up on seeking god because trust me going through life without faith is a no-go that's what i'm doing right now i I keep on, you know, studying the Bible, being sensitive to the Holy Spirit, being sensitive to what God has to show up. I mean, what God has to say about me every day. I start my day, you know, reading the Bible. Like, like I said, we can't go through life without faith. I've been there. Trust me. Like during the pandemic, I hit, you know, rock bottom, fell into a deep depression. Like, I was completely shut off, just, you know, work and home, nothing more. I even ignored friends trying to reach out. Like, I pushed them away. Like, this one time, a friend was literally right outside my apartment, and I just turned off the lights and told him to leave. Yeah, it was bad. It was really, really bad. And part of my depression was this struggle of my sexuality and also, you know, feeling unwanted and unlovable added up like feeling betrayed and all that 
But you know, one day I just literally knelt before God and said, okay, God, I, I can't do this on my own. It's your turn. You know, and I poured my heart out admitting my mistakes and asking for his guidance. You know, uh, there's this verse, um, 2 Corinthians 12, 9 from the GNT version that goes, my grace is all you need for my power is greatest when you are weak. You know, it reminds me of a song from church. His strength is perfect when our strength is gone. He'll carry us when we can't carry on. So, hold on to your faith, guys, okay? Whatever it is, because I know all of us have different faith, and if you don't believe in God, believe in something bigger than you, because again, we can't do this on our own. You, you know, you might think that you can, but, you know, you get exhausted eventually. Um, Hebrews 11.1 1 says, To have faith is to be sure of the things we hope for, to be certain of the things we cannot see. That's again from the GNT version. So have that faith, believing in something that we cannot see just yet. You know, God is just around the corner waiting for us to say, Okay, God, your turn. I guess that's what I should do, right? You know, if I try to figure out everything on my own, I'll just burn out. Even now, as, as I'm recording this, I'm reminded of my all-time favorite verse from Proverbs 3, 5, 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Never rely on what you think you know. Remember the Lord in everything you do, and He will show you the right way. Emphasis on that line, never rely on what you think you know. Another version says, lean not on your own understanding. And you know why that's important to me? Because I have this tendency to rely too much on what's in my mind, especially when it comes to my faith. I often forget that God's thoughts and ways are different from ours. That's from Isaiah 55.8. Well, I guess there's my answer. <laughs> Should I just wait for God to tell me what to do? When will it happen, though? I guess that's just it. It's all about waiting to see what God has in store for us. Like I said in my previous episode, there's time for everything. I, I guess I'll we'll just have to wait, right? I hope this episode helped you somehow. <laughs> I know I started off saying, you know, you might not find answers here, but I'm praying, genuinely praying, you guys, you've gotten something out of it, something you can use in your life. That's the whole point of my podcast, after all. I'm using this platform in, you know, reaching to people who has the same struggles as I have. Uh, you know, our situations might not be identical, but one thing that we have in common is that all of us are going through something, you know? So I hope this has helped you in some way. Just hang in there, okay? <laughs>